And most of the things that brings divorce in marriages, it's about selfishness. The people who go out of their marriage, it's selfishness. Hi, my name is Pumzile Paho. I'm a pastor and I'm also passionate in helping people. Today, I want to talk about the important issue that determines whether you will have the marriage that you always dreamed of or your marriage will end in divorce. Marriage is about two people coming together to form a marriage to become one. Two people with different personalities, different backgrounds, with different fears, hopes, and dreams coming together to form one unit. Marriage is a powerful thing. When two lives come together, they form something very beautiful. For an example, a man on his own cannot produce a baby. Same applies to a woman. It's absolutely impossible for a woman to produce a baby on her own. But when these two come together, it becomes natural for them to produce a baby. When the two are one, there's nothing that they cannot do. But if the two come into marriage and they remain two, it is inevitable that this marriage will end in divorce. Becoming one it's difficult because opposites attract. Men is attracted to a woman. Spontaneous people are attracted to planners and vice versa. Introvert is attracted to extroverts. The same thing that attracts us with our partners are the same thing that will frustrate us in a crisis in our marriages. For example, in our relationship, I'm a hard person. My husband is a hate person. Ooh, at times my heart gets out and his big head comes out. And if these two cannot come together, there's going to be fire. There is nothing that the head and the heart person, when they come together, they cannot do. If, if the head person says, my way or highway, and the hard person says, my way or highway, then you don't have a marriage, then divorce is inevitable. God ordained marriage in such a way that where the man is strong, you will find that the woman is weak. And where the woman is strong, the man is weak. So the two must become one so that they can lean on each other and support each other where they are weak. Like the song says, lean on me. When you are not strong, I'll be there for you. I'll be strong on your behalf. That's the beauty of marriage. There is beauty when two people come together and become one. What are the barriers that makes us not to become one? And how do we break through those barriers so that we can enjoy our relationships? That's exactly what we want to talk to you about today. Number one thing that will assist a couple to become one is that they must be vulnerable. 
to each other. They must open up to each other. Look at Adam and Eve. The Bible says they were naked in the Garden of Eden. They had nothing to hide, nothing to prove, and nothing to fear. They were both open to each other. Nothing to hide from each other. If you have secrets that you are hiding from each other, you can never become one. Nothing to fear. If you have fear that your partner may harm you or hurt you, you will never become one with your partner because fear causes you to close. And when you are close, you can't receive from your partner. You can't open yourself to your partner and you can't give because you are afraid that they might touch where you are protected. Once in a relationship, somebody closes, they are protecting something. That which you are protecting will be a hindrance for you to give and receive. So when you are in the state, you cannot be vulnerable, you cannot be transparent, and therefore it's going to be difficult for you to give yourself to your marriage or, or to your partner. Vulnerability, one to another, it's a gift of love. We must break through the barrier of Fear, fear of the unknown, fear to be hurt, fear to be taken advantage of, especially if in your past relationships there has been some challenges or in your background as a child you've been hurt a lot. It becomes difficult for you to open up, but you can overcome that and give yourself to your partner and be vulnerable, be naked without fear. Nothing to prove. If in a relationship you want to prove that you are strong, that you are independent, that you are a superman, superwoman, that you can do it without your, your wife, you can do it without your, your husband, it, it's not going to work. Look at Abraham and Sarah. When God called Abraham, the Bible says he called, when he called him, he was bad one. But when he blessed him, he made him great nation. Let's look at the scenario. Abraham was called by God alone. He could have said, no, you know what? God has called me alone. I'm just going to do this by myself. But the promise of God was connected to Sarah. So the two had to participate in the promise of God for Abraham to become a father of nations. So the, the, there was nothing for Abraham to prove to Sarah. And Sarah also had to participate without proving a point that you can't have a baby without me. When God gives you a marriage, he wants to grow you together to greatness. And you have to humble yourself together without proving anything in achieving God's purpose about your marriage. You must be vulnerable where you have nothing to prove, nothing to hide, and nothing to fear. Then you can become one. Now, the other thing is pride. Pride in marriage is something that we need to overcome. It's one of the hindrances that we need to overcome wherein the other partner says, 
my way or highway. I'm not gonna um, listen to you. I don't need your advice. I don't need you. When you do that, you are individuals who are not submitting one to another because the Bible says we must submit one to another. So pride is my way is the best way. My way is the only way. I've always done it this way. I don't need your advice. I don't need your improvement. You cannot improve me. My way is the best. Who are you to come in and change me? I don't need your input. That's pride. And we all know that pride comes before the fall. Pride is sin. Pride says me, myself, my house, my car, my, my money, my, my. It's never about us. That's pride. And you cannot build with somebody who sees everything around them as theirs only. And you have no part. You have no part. You cannot build with such a person. It's impossible with somebody who is prideful. You can always learn from somebody else. Pride will stop you from growing because you think you know it all. You think you have it all. And pride will even close doors for people to come and assist you because if they think you have it all, you don't need anything. Even when you need somebody to help you to open the door because you are a prideful person, the door might be closed. And so it, it, it takes humility for one to say, I can learn from my husband, I can learn from my wife. Because God did not bring you together in vain. He brought you for a reason and a purpose together to learn from each other and improve each other's lives. And hey, we all have blind spots. But if you pretend as if you are this super person with no mistakes and no weaknesses, and play strong, you will soon get hurt. Very important to learn this lesson early in your marriage and understand that you are there to improve each other's lives and humble yourself and learn from each other. You can learn from each other's backgrounds where, the, where, you, where you are coming from. There is good in each other's backgrounds and family backgrounds that you can take and build upon and don't say that how you're doing things in your family irritates me, I don't like it. No, you can learn the good and take it and make it your own. So pride stinks. The last barrier that we need to overcome in relationships to become one is selfishness. We all are selfish. All of us, somewhere, we want our own way. For two to become one, we have to surrender, we have to die to self. Wherein, when I wake up, I think about the interest of my partner first than myself. So selfishness is about me getting what I want when I want it. When the two become one, it's when both of you, when you wake up, you say, how can I help you? Look at your partner's life and, and, and look at the challenges that they go through and, and help them. And in turn, when you are being helped, also help the other partner. 
So you must wake up with the attitude of serving your partner. Whether they deserve it or not, you serve them. And normally with that attitude of serving, whether people are in, in a good mood or bad mood, and it, it breaks a lot of pain and anger that may arise because, I mean, even when they say somebody's heartless, Rory, when you wake up and just do the right thing as a husband and you wake up and do the right thing as a woman, the good things that you do will stick to their hearts and will remain. Action speaks louder than words. In a relationship, the opposite of love is not hate, but it's selfishness. If you are seeking your own agenda and your own interests, you are not walking in love. Friends, it doesn't matter how much you can tell your partner that you love them, but if your actions are opposite, you can't serve, you can't give yourself in the relationship, then it doesn't matter what you say. Your actions speak louder than your words. If your actions are all about me, what's in it for me, what am I going to gain out of this, then you are not going to build, you are not going to become one. Then you are not walking in love, you are selfish. And selfishness is the opposite of love. Remember friends, whatever you do, every action that you do, you must think about it before you do it and say, how is it going to impact or affect my partner? If it's going to bring harm, a selfish person will do it no matter what. They don't care. But a person who thinks about the other person will calculate and say, I don't want to bring pain in my marriage. I don't want to bring pain in my partner. And most of the things that brings divorce in marriages, it's about selfishness. The people who go out of their marriage, it's selfishness. They are selfish. It, it has nothing to do with their partner, whether their partner are good, are saving them, or ugly, or what. It's about selfishness. You are selfish when you get out of your marriage and do things that brings harm in your marriage, you are selfish. There's nothing to explain this. You are not walking in love. You are selfish. If you cannot share the finances in the house and it's about you, you are selfish. If you cannot serve the other partner and make them happy, it's all about them making you happy every day, you are selfish. One day, just sit down, reflect, and say, what am I doing in this marriage, in my marriage, to bring about the joy in my partner's wife and my children? And just do the right thing. And selfishness will not build. Selfishness will bring about divorce. My friends, I feel strongly in my spirit that there are marriages, there are couples out there who are going through a tough season and they are about to divorce. And I, I want to humbly ask you to give your marriage a second chance. It doesn't matter what has happened in your relationship. You can be healed if you humble yourself. It takes humility, my friend. Humble yourself. If you are the husband and you've made uh, mistakes, you have sinned against your wife, you have sinned against your, 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 your children, 
it's time to humble yourself. If it's, it's you, the wife, it's time to humble yourself. And I want, I want to pray with you. I want to have this special prayer with you. That God will heal your relationship. That God will assist you. If there are people around you who are godly and spiritual that you can talk to uh, so they can pray with you, please do so. Reach out for help. Uh, when you seek help for counseling, it doesn't mean that you are weak. It doesn't mean that you are stupid. It means that you want to do the best you know how to, uh, to protect your marriage. And uh, we, we want to pray with you right now that God will heal you. That God will, will sustain your, mar your marriage and restore your relationship. There's nothing, nothing is impossible with God. Sit down and look and reflect and look at the things that you might have done to contribute to where you are today and humble yourself. If you need to ask forgiveness uh, to your partner, do so. And it, it's, it's, not, it's not weakness to say to your partner, I'm sorry, I've hurt you, I've brought pain in our relationship, and I want you to forgive me and give me a second chance to build this marriage and to, so we can help our children grow strong. Um, you can do that, and I feel... I sense the presence of God right now that we need to pray for marriages. We need to pray for couples out there who are going through tough season. Don't take your life. Don't resolve in taking your life, your life or the, the life of your partner. It's not the way. Don't go to court and sign for divorce without you seeking God's face and doing the best you know how, getting the help you can get to save the boat of your marriage. And we want to pray with you right now. We want to pray with you and ask God to heal you and give you a better way to resolve your issues. We want to pray with you. Just pray with you. Father, in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we give you praise and we honor you. We glorify your holy name. Marriage is a good thing, God. You ordained it so that the two can become one. And it takes humility. It takes your presence in our relationship, oh God, that we can humble ourselves and submit one to another for your glory, God. And we pray and we ask for healing for the marriages that are going through a hard season, God, a difficult season. We pray for restoration. We pray for healing, God. We pray that may you guide and lead them, surround them with godly people, surround them with spiritual people, God, that will help them to move from where they are to a better place, God, of building their marriage, God, strong. We ask all this in Jesus' mighty name. We extend our hands, O oh God, right now, that may you touch them as they are listening to us, God, right now. Touch them and heal them in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We give you praise 
and we glorify you now and forevermore. Amen.